Hi, my name is Sean Conlon. Uh, I am a private practice physician in Atlanta and have been an RPA member since my fellowship, which was only a few years ago. This uh, recording will be discussing selecting a location, corporate, and specialty structure. This is meant to accompany the first chapter of the Renal Physician's Guide to Nephrology Practice. I will talk both about some generalities on this subject, but also about specifics that apply to me with hopefully some tips on guiding you on picking an initial practice. First, some background uh, information. I am actually not originally from Atlanta. I was uh, born and raised in upstate New York. Uh, I went to college at Cornell University in Ithaca where I met uh, my uh, future wife. I went to uh, medical school in Syracuse, New York at SUNY Upstate and then uh, came to Atlanta, where my wife is from, for residency and fellowship, both at Emory. My preference to stay in Atlanta uh, was primarily based on the fact that my wife's family was still here. Location is probably the most important factor that a fellow will consider coming out of training. There are multiple considerations with this. Uh, Some of it may have to do with your background, either from your Uh, residency, uh, fellowship, or medical school. It may have to do with where you or your family is from or your uh, significant other's family is from. Uh, There may be economic factors that are important to your choice. Generally, if you go to a location which is more highly desired, uh, such as a large city as uh, New York, Boston, or San Francisco, Uh, you may not make as much given they are highly desirable, and thus there is a considerable competition for the positions there. On the other hand, if you go to a rural area where they very much need new help, you can expect to make considerably more and there there will be less uh, competition for employment in those locations. There are some other uh, considerations as well. Uh, If you have a family, you'll want to look at uh, housing and schools. You may want to consider the cultural opportunities in that area. You may want to consider what recreational opportunities there are. If you do not already know where you think you would want to practice, there are multiple places where you can find potential positions around the country. RPA has uh, a list of positions available. You can look in journals such as the New England Journal of Medicine. You could ask Uh, people at your training program or check with other specialty organizations such as the American Medical Association or the American Society of Nephrology. Once you have selected your location, then you will want to assess the different practices in the area. You can look uh, online to try to figure this out as uh, most practices uh, can be located online at this point. Uh, If you know other physicians or doctors in the area, you could ask for their advice. Or you could check with the local hospitals where you might be practicing and they may have a list as well. The different types of practice can come in many varieties. Uh, There are still a few solo practices out there. Uh, I would generally recommend against that now given the large administrative burden in practicing medicine and what this would entail in setting up a new practice nowadays. You could go into a partnership, you could be part of the corporation of one type or another, or uh, more and more doctors are going into employee arrangements uh, where they are employed either by a hospital, uh, a managed care organization such as Kaiser, 
or even a large diocese organization such as uh, Fresenius or DeVita. Uh, all of these different practice structures have their advantages and disadvantages. Once you have selected several practices to uh, vet more closely, you'll want to see if they are hiring. And if they are and they seem interested in you, uh, you'll want to get an idea of how viable the practice is. And you should not be afraid to ask about that practice's finances. Um, you want to ask about their overall charges and the payments for those charges. Uh, you want to ask about how they do with their accounts receivable. Uh, if there is a long time with this, then the practice may not be as financially viable. You can check the Medicare billing data nowadays, uh, given that nephrology is predominantly billing under Medicare, and you can get an idea of how the practice bills on a yearly basis. This data is available, uh, I believe, for about two years prior to the current year. If you want uh, some standardization to compare the practice you're looking at to, there are only a limited number of resources available for nephrology. Uh, the RPA benchmarking survey is the only nephrology-specific business survey out there. You can get some other general ideas from uh, MGMA, but they do not specifically examine uh, nephrology as a specialty. The way I personally went about finding a practice. Again, I knew I wanted to stay in Atlanta because my wife's family was here. Our transplant program director had been in uh, private practice. And so I met with him and he knew most of the private practices in existence in Atlanta and gave me tips on which ones uh, would be a good fit for me. Uh, I then uh, called all the various practices and found which ones were uh, interested in uh, hiring. I then narrowed it down to uh, two practices that were looking for a new associate and interviewed with both. Uh, I met with each of them uh, several times and get not, got an idea of the uh, type of practice and their finances. Uh, both were good viable practices, but the one I chose, I liked the style of better. If I'd, I could have gone with the other practice, which would have uh, netted me a greater income, but I would have been working much harder, and I thought that would have detracted more from my family life. Uh, that is obviously a decision that each person has to make individually. After I had selected the practice, uh, I did have a term sheet that I went over with them uh, and actually a contract. Interestingly, this was ever never formally signed uh, when I initially signed up, which had its advantages and disadvantages. Uh, the advantage is that I was never bound by a non-compete when I signed up. The disadvantage is that after a few years, it was uh, still unclear about a path to uh, partnership uh, going forward, and uh, it was somewhat arbitrary how my uh, salary was determined uh, year to year, given this was not written in any formal contract. Once uh, you pick a practice you're going into, my advice would be to have a formal contract. Most large practices will be happy to do this and expect to have this with you, both for their protection and for yours. The contract will uh, lay out several things. Uh, it should talk about the various duties that you perform. Uh, this would detail what type of office work, what type of hospital work, and what type of dialysis work you would be expected to do. Uh, it should detail, obviously, your compensation. Uh, this is both your salary, but also benefits such as health insurance and uh, a retirement plan. Most practices uh, should give some idea as how a buy-in to a partnership would work. A standard contract will have a non-compete clause. Um, this will protect the practice against their initial investment in you 
as they do not want to have you build up a large patient base and uh, then set up a new practice that would compete directly with them. There, were, there are standard causes for uh, termination that are fairly common in most contracts. And some contracts may initially talk about how income and expense is uh, distributed among the partners. Uh, this may not be the initial contract, but maybe in a partnership contract down the road. Again, my initial contract did spell this out, but it was never actually signed. Most of the terms that I initially was given were followed, but I was presented with a new opportunity several years later. Uh, our practice made a decision to be bought out by one of the uh, large dialysis organizations. This was a move that we needed in order to get capital investment that we could not afford both for things such as an electronic health record, but also to invest in new uh, physicians. This was a much more formal process and as uh, you would expect going out of training, our contract was reviewed um, extensively by an attorney over the uh, various parts of the contract. There was a formal buyout of our old practice and the contract was set up as a guaranteed salary period followed by a period that was based on our productivity. The downside of a contract like this is that there's a significant non-compete clause. Generally, if there's a buyout in a contract, uh, there would be a substantial non-compete to protect the interest of the person doing the buyout. And uh, if there is a buyout, then the non-competes are generally enforceable. The good part about this contract is that, again, we had opportunities for capital investment in a new electronic health record and to expand the practice to have additional physicians. Uh, the downside is there was the substantial non-compete, and I lost some control over the larger practice as uh, I am no longer my own boss. All in all, this was the right decision for me, but you know, will, will not be the right decision for everyone. There are considerably more details about uh, this overall process in the Renal Physician's Guide to Nephrology Practice. The chapter that this podcast accompanies uh, has a uh, survey with a variety of questions that can, you can use to guide your search going forward. Uh, it also references a timeline to think about in terms of finding a new position. In general, you probably need to think about finding your initial job out of fellowship about a year before you want to start, uh, given the amount of time it takes in terms of practice research, interviewing, uh, contract negotiation, and then hospital and insurance credentialing. This is not a process that can be done uh, overnight. And to ensure that you are able to start practice when you want, you need to make sure you get a reasonable uh, head start. Uh, I hope this information has been useful to you in uh, selecting a prospective practice. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for listening to the RPA podcast. This is only one of the topics addressed in greater detail in RPA's Renal Physician's Guide to Nephrology Practice. For more information on this and other topics that will help you with efficiently managing your nephrology practice, download a copy of the RPA Guide from the RPA store at www.renalmd. Org. Contact the RPA office at 301-468-3515 with any questions.